No, you've got different headphones than I do. Thunder Buddies? Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another edition of Top of the Table. Brian Bentley along with... Yeah, I think we are. These two idiots. I think you got better ones than I do. <laughs> Hello. Along with my Thunder Buddies, Chris from Connecticut and Mark from Los Angeles. Sitting in with the band tonight is Asif. He's asleep. We often have that effect. Yeah, I yes. I know. At least he's not throwing up. Uh, hello to uh, to those of you joining us in the chat room and to those of you that download the show. I've had confirmation of both this week and was surprised. Uh, thank you to Jeff Katz and all the people at Geek Week that let us come on. Uh, Hank has family in town and Sarah is on assignment. Sarah's become our Matt Damon, like Jimmy Kimmel Live. Right. So. What does on assignment mean? Just not bothered? Uh, How about Hope Solo? Huh? How about her? That's a good segue. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. She seems to take offense at the slightest thing that anybody ever says about her or her team. But that's the thing. There was nothing wrong that was said. It wasn't even in the slightest way offensive. It, it was you... basically the defense need to improve. That seems yeah. to be the extent of what she said, and, and that was accurate. It was completely accurate. Katie Bueller, whatever her name is, Bueller. She, yeah, she needs some work in distribution and marking and tracking. It was obvious watching the game. The back line was in disarray. As she pointed out, it was the 79th different back line formation or grouping that they had had in 93 games. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I couldn't believe it when they rolled that stat off. You know, I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. I understand it with injury, and I understand it, but, you know, P.S. Unhaga has the players to make it happen. All Chastain was saying, they they are, they look to be in disarray, and they were. You think maybe she's off her premenstrual meds? See what I did? Probably. See what I did there? I, that, that was the only other thing that I could think of that maybe Hope was pissed about, that Brandy said in another interview that uh, it was disappointing that it happened. Athletes at this level should know what they're putting in their bodies. Again, completely obvious statement, completely true statement, completely unoffensive statement. I don't know. I love Hope Solo. I have for years, as you all know. And I lost a lot of respect for her yesterday. I love how, how you're justifying that somebody doesn't have a completely offensive or disrespectful statement. <laughs> you know what? who you're dealing with, right? I just find the irony there, that's all. It's like Alanis Morissette would say. Hey, uh, what's on your board back there, Chris? Uh, I, I'm clarifying for the people of this uh, lovely country of, of yours that uh, hockey is played on turf and the other game is ice hockey, despite what Mark and yourself would probably protest. It's only America and I guess Canada as well that like to claim that hockey is played on ice. Everywhere else, the other six billion or so people agree it's ice hockey. And I'm hoping that everyone will get into the proper hockey at the Olympics because it's brilliant. You just like the skirts and the I the do. I, I, won't, I won't deny I do like the skirts. But I used to play hockey at school and college and it's just a fun game to play. Yeah, it's a women's game here. Well, so is baseball everywhere else, so, you know. Hey, don't let Dean hear you say that. He plays baseball in Manchester. Yes. Uh, prosecution rests. Wow. <laughs> you are welcome for that. Oh. Sorry, Dean. What What about handball? I I was kind of digging watching handball the other night. Handball is a lot of fun. I went to Germany when I was like 15 on an exchange trip, and I, they have a professional handball league the there. Phrase, said, if, Do you want to go? The phrase I experimented in college comes up. I'm killing the show right now. <laughs> Do you want to show me on the shark where they yeah, touched you in see, Germany? I... <laughs> you know, I'm trying to make a serious point, and you people have to ruin it. Handball looks, to be an, it looks uh, amazing. It is a lot of fun. The atmosphere at a professional game is, is unbelievable. I mean, it's like a, being at a soccer game. Um, I didn't understand a lot of what was going on. Because, <laughs> well, yeah. But it's a lot of fun. And, and this is what I love about the Olympics. I'm, I'm, I'm loving the Olympics. Actually, watching the opening ceremony the other night, I got a little bit more emotional than I thought I was going to. I thought I was going to be very cynical about the whole thing. But seeing it done there in my own country was actually kind of awesome. Um, oh, yeah. And because and when, when they won the bid, I was expecting to go. And, of course, cause circumstances mean that I, I've not been able to go. But I was quite emotional about the fact that everything was going on there and, and how much the country are getting behind all the events. 
except for the football, obviously. Um, you know, you had a million people lining the streets yesterday morning for the, the men's road race. That's pretty special. And I just think it's going to be... They won the bid on the idea that they could leave a legacy for people to play sport in the country. And I think they've made a pretty good start already. And they got a bunch of new facilities yeah. out of it too, right? Yeah, and that, that area of London was real... It was a real... Can I say shithole? It was a shithole. Um, and they've really spent a lot of money on it to really improve it. And yes, you can say The plan that. is... To, <laughs> twice, apparently. Um, and they spent a lot of money to regenerate it. The athletes' village is going to be converted to low-income housing after the after the games and all of the um, facilities are going to be used for you know for swimming and diving and all that kind of stuff obviously like the beach volleyball court on horse guards parade is probably going to not going to hang around but I think they're going to leave a lasting legacy for people and and that's what the whole point of them bidding for the Olympics was in the first place so you know I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be a really good two weeks I'm I'm enjoying it. All I've done this weekend is watch Olympics. You know, I watched like, sit, uh, 10 different sports I watched yesterday, including fencing and handball and beach volleyball. It was great. Yeah, beach volleyball. They were playing in 55-degree weather. Well, he's English. I actually watched, I watched that. It was the Americans versus the uh, South Africans. Yeah. Oh, okay, I watched, who did I watch this morning? Italy and Russia. A lot of yelling. It was it was it was a great it was a great match. Actually, before we came on, I was watching uh, American Ariel Singh and uh, the number two player from China in table tennis. That was great, wasn't it? Man, that little girl for being sixteen, she has. I I didn't see how it ended up. Uh, but that little girl has some composure. It was really fun to watch. I'm still trying to figure out why it is that the Asians have such a lock on table tennis. And that's, that's not derogatory. It's just, it's a staggering thing to look at as far as sport goes. To be that completely, my wife's giving me the, the, the cross eye. No, that's not, um, that's not an offensive to, statement. To be that completely dominating in a sport is just amazing. That's because... Well, you see it with uh, lots of other sports, like archery. I think South Koreans have won every single gold medal going back for, uh, you know, seven Olympics, especially in the women's side. Um, and you know, badminton is very much a uh, an Asian-dominated sport. As much um, as I love, as much as I love watching the badminton, and I give those guys, I give everyone who competes in that kudos because that is they are mind they are yeah. mind-boggling to watch. It's still much more fun when you're drunk in the backyard with a beer in your hand. And you just like it saying is. shuttlecock, don't you? Yes, he does. Okay. He's yes. going to say shuttlecock. Hey, talking about. Um, Little girls and singing. Who? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, my beloved, and I say that tongue in cheek. FC Dallas was on NBC Sports last night. Oh God! And if you saw yeah, the yeah. opening, uh, there was a band called Cats Fucking that sang the national anthem. <sighs> you see I actually my... haven't. I haven't seen this yet. I heard about there it. Was, but I've not seen it. There was. Oh dear God! There was a little girl, and I am never one to. Uh, oh, I was off the bat. I was going off. Someone, her, whoever her dad is in the front office needs to get it was fired. Not, it was not good, and it was very long. It, and it was it as bad as the woman who forgot the the words the other day. There well, was, this was uh, worse. Hey, um, oh wow! This was Chris, worse. Google Carl Lewis national anthem, then play it about half speed. All right. Well. I'm not gonna do this now because my sound might show. It was. Uh, it, she wasn't good, and and I hate to say that about kids that are trying to do things. And, but we were eating dinner. I had to come back home and and uh, happened to catch it. And I, I turned to my wife and I said, "This is horrible. This is bad." And I I hate to say this about a child performing on TV, but she should she she's does. not be there right now. Oh, it, it was so bad. It's so bad that it Deadspin was... ran it under under yeah. the heading of the worst national anthem ever. Ever, I mean, this is the kind of this is why you don't lie to kids as as parents. I mean, this was the prime example of why you do. No, honey, you're not going to be Mariah Carey. You suck. <laughs> and this poor girl is going to be haunted by this video for how long now? She's 11 years old. I mean, come on, her pageant her pageant pushing yeah, mother um... or so pageant, yeah, pageant it's, it's... pushing parent. Dear God, their website. Oh Jesus! They have a anyway, website. She has a website. It was very sad. Let's don't go that far. Let's don't start giving out names. Oh, I'm not linking it. I'm just saying. 
Um, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, hold on, it's loading. No. I'm going to post it on the site. I'm going to post it on the site. <laughs> this is technology for you. Can't, oh, wait. Can't turn your sound up. Yeah, it was so painful, man. I, I sat there watching it, and uh, I, the players, the, 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 the players are like, "What's going on?" It, you watch little girls in the crowd; they're just laughing. I mean, look, people's reaction to the crowd. I mean, players are like, "What the heck's going on here?" And then look at some of the crowd reaction. Look, this little girl's laughing. They must have kicked off like an hour late. I mean, make it stop. Make it stop. The pyro guys couldn't hit their cues. She was so bad. This guy's trying not to laugh. But please make it stop. Yeah, you gotta stop. I'll link. I'll. I don't know if you watched it, but. Josh Saunders was holding his game kid the whole time. See, he's holding the little kid he walked out because the kid was too small to catch up, which I thought was precious. You know, I, speaking, so of, kudos, speaking of... Uh, kudos to Josh Saunders. Galaxy and the game kids. I have to give credit to David Beckham. Every time he's with a game kid, he walks out with his arm around them and through the national anthem and introductions has his arm and, you know, horse collars. Yeah. And is and it's, yeah, and it's always have. talking to the kid and, and having fun. I... I applaud him for that. Yeah. And actually, last night, watching the game, I saw a few Dallas players. I know Saunders picked up his kid. McGee was bent over talking to his kid the whole way out. You know? Uh, I, I Yeah. I, I Kudos to any player who takes the time to give that kid a little bit of attention. I know they got a game in three minutes, and they got to concentrate, but you know what? That's pretty cool. Yeah. And you're right. Beckham is just awesome. And he can drive a speedboat, apparently. Who knew? <laughs> Like a boss. Wait, did you say yeah, that? What? Oh, shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate that phrase. That still and good. Beat the queen, hey. That and good looking out. Oh, dude, the queen's corgis. I want a corgi. They're horrible little yeah. dogs. No, they're great dogs. No, they're really well, really badly behaved little sh- little dogs. No, my buddy's got corgis. They're awesome. You ever see me in a room with a corgi? I'm the guy. I'm the guy in the corner doing this. Aren't you anyway? I that love. should be yeah. That should be your new uh, <laughs> your new Twitter uh, 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 That is not a drunken hobo in the chair behind me. That is my friend Asif. He is uh, hanging out while we do the show as he prepares to tape a uh, film audition. I had to sign a non disclosure to film it, so I can't say anything other than that. Um, Good luck. Yeah. So there he is. We'll stick something up his nose later. Yeah, that's what actors do, isn't it? Yeah. 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 At least that's what I hear. I don't, I'm not working at actors. Yeah, so okay. you know. Hey, uh, there was actually some soccer played this week. Yes, there was. We're not talking about um, Portland because they suck. Um, I was going to talk about the All-Star game. They didn't play that bad last night, I thought, what I saw of the game. Did they really? I mean, they weren't yeah. playing remarkably well, but they were keeping up with Chivas, which, you know. It's not hard. Yeah, but they weren't like giving the game away. You know, I I don't think there's absolute reason for panic in Portland, but I think there's cause for concern. I don't know. I think when you lose five games in a row, the individual performances stop mattering. You know, as soon as you are oh, in that of trust, course, yeah, you think you just give us something. I mean, you know, they're not going to get anything away from home because they never have. So you think, well, at least we're at home to Chivas, who are struggling inside, and you can't even get a result there either. So you think maybe they're just playing out the string, trying to keep heads above water, and then focus on a new, new coach, new yeah, style. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, and I was, I was saying this to Nick in the chat room before. I think as soon as you say that you're going to get a new manager in the off season, you've kind of consigned the rest of the season to the dustbin, um, and they've played that way for most of the time. Um, you know, I think they need a new defense, most of a new midfield, and they need to find some way of 
having the strikers actually get on the ball and score, which they haven't been doing. They're spending a lot of money on on Boyd, but he's not really getting he's not getting the service that makes him supposedly lethal. Well, I was saying in the chat room before I logged in, so I don't think you could see it. Uh, bad me. With that in mind, that they're you know obviously they pulled the wolves and fired the coach halfway through the season. Dumb move. Team gives up. What are they playing for? Why are they playing? At this point, the end of the season is is the club at a point where they need to just go scorched earth, get rid of all the starters, and build anew. You know, try and come come they, back with a whole new culture. Well, when your when your interim G, when your interim coach is your GM and he makes a statement of that we may we may have overachieved last year. That's got to be a sign of what's coming. Yeah, and actually, as Nick says in the chat room, Merritt Paulson guaranteed a playoff spot. So he's going to end up with egg all over his face because there's no way play, you know, Portland are making the playoffs you now. You can't fire the owner. It, well, sadly. But it, well, I don't know about sadly. But it's weird because, you, like Mark said, you're getting to the stage where you're going to have to go scorched earth and get rid of most of the players, but... The players have been so bad for the majority of the season, who's really going to be interested in taking them off your hands? You're not going to be able to get rid of someone like Boyd. I'd take okay. Nagby. I'd, I'd, I'd take... Uh, I mean, those players can go other places and fit I'd in. I'd take Boyd. They're, they're not fitting in well together for whatever reason. No. No, and, and actually, it's funny you mentioned Nagby because I think Nagby's a very talented player. He just isn't doing it in Portland, and we thought of another talented player who's not doing it at his club, so me and Nick were kind of kicking back the idea of a Breck Shea and Darlington Nagby trade during the off-season, um, because I think Shea needs to leave Dallas as well, because he's not been doing anything there he was, since the Olympics. He was not even the on the bench. He's not play, He's not been around for the last two nope. games, has he? And they've, and they've you nope. know... Well, he won wasn't, the, not, he wasn't even uh, on the bench last week, 5-0-1 uh, over Portland. Uh, so the attitude coming into this week was, well, we don't need to change a thing. We put up five goals on Portland last week, uh, and this was it. Yeah, but it's Portland. That's my point. But that's what this coaching staff is doing. Um, I, you know, with no no David Beckham, no Landon Donovan, um, he counters. He, I guess, uh, I'm, I'm guessing Shellis is trying to make a make a point and and discipline Shea at the expense of the club uh, as as Dallas falls one nothing. But they, I mean, 106 so, degrees. Uh, temperature was 106 at kickoff. That doesn't. That wasn't the on-field temperature. And the galaxy came out like gangbusters. Yeah. I I did not expect that at all. I expected us to draw at best. Um. So uh, I missed the game. Let's go back a week or two. What exactly did Dakota Fanning do that got him in the hot water? Uh. Brekshay, a uh, week and a half ago, Wednesday night game versus uh, San Jose, got subbed off in like the 65th-ish minute um, and was not happy about it and had words with, with uh, Coach Shellisheimen as he came off the bench. I told him to sit down. He didn't and, and just proceeded to, to uh, bark and chirp, went and took a seat, didn't even sit on the bench, walked past the bench and just stood there sulking. Uh, and since it was the NBC Sports Game of the Week, they had a storyline, and they kept just sending the cameras back over there. Nice. So they exacerbated right. it. Right, and it, it ended up where uh, Dallas got a PK in uh, stoppage time uh, in, like, the 92nd or 93rd minute. And uh, defenseman Jair Benitez, with no goals in 82 career MLS games, had to take the PK and missed it. So And they're blaming, and they're, who, and they're blaming that on Shea? No, no, it just that was... Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's how it unfolded. Kind of, you know, okay, everything rolling downhill. Uh, Shea right. was given that Thursday, given why, that Thursday why was and Friday it? off, uh, was not in the in the lineup uh, for the Saturday game versus uh, um, Portland returned to training on Monday. And I, we've heard nothing else other than he's in training. He's keeping his head down, doing what he needs to do. But had had they won last night... You would think that Dallas goes into Portland winning again. Shellis can bench Shea again and slowly bring him back 20 minutes in two weeks. Like, kind of drag this out a little bit longer. Um, Shea's a kid. He's 22 years old. There's a very unfavorable article about him in uh, Dallas Observer right now. Uh, if you go to Dallas... Ob- yeah, we mentioned that last yeah, week, didn't yeah, we? It's just, it's, just the, it's just the perfect storm of knucklehead moves. 
I mean, he he reveals that he that he had uh, Donnie Grover call Shella Simon and say play him or trade him. Hmm. I don't think. It would. Can I just say though, when you say that Breck Shea's twenty two, he's still just a kid. That's not a kid for a player who's supposed to be one of the great shining hopes of the U.S. team. I mean, you know, I don't like to compare MLS to Europe too often, but most guys when they're 22, getting 23, they're establishing themselves at the top level of football in the country. And I don't know if if given Brexit this pass of him being a kid, is really doing him any justice because he should be um, held accountable for his childish actions if that's what he does. Right. And this isn't the first time he's been petulant. I mean, you saw with the thing with the assistant referee towards the beginning of the season, you know, he still has that about him, and he should really have grown out of it by yeah. now. I mean, this is his, what, third year in the league? No. Fourth, fourth or fifth? fifth? He came in fourth, when he was 17. Yeah. Okay, and he's 22. At 23, Omar Gonzalez and Sean Franklin both won Rookie of the Year. I mean, the, the, he's just a kid excuse, doesn't fly. Oh, I know. I, if, he's, if he's been in the league this when long, I, that doesn't when fly. I say he's just a, when he's just a kid... He's immature. He's, he's immature. And okay. if you read the and if but, you read the observer observer article, he didn't even know how to make eggs until he had a roommate. Just, you have to read the article. It's it's not very flattering. It just shows that he's he's he went to the Bradenton uh, facility to learn, you know, to to train with the U.S. Uh, Academy. And it just gives the um, uh, it paints him as being a uh, person that's dependent upon everybody else. To do things for him, he's like so. Like it's like pretty much every football. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, somebody somebody <laughs> yeah. will do it for me, and that's okay. just kind of that's the way the article paints. DallasObserver.com. Uh, you can check it out there. So yeah, now, people aren't, aren't that bothered about it as long as he's playing well. Yeah, I did. As soon as he starts playing badly and starts acting like a spoiled little brat, that's when people start to get a bit concerned about. Well, him. I didn't think he deserved being named being named to the inactive roster for the All Stars this week, even though it was ver- voted on by the players and all that stuff. I didn't think he was deserving. No, no. I, but but then again, with the popularity contest, I'm surprised he wasn't voted into the first team. Same I time, I think Dax McCarty should have been there. Popularity contest, player vote, whatever. Dax McCarty should have been there. Okay. So now, Brian, as just a dude, just a dude. Not, as a, not as a guy who's hosting a webcast, not as a guy who has... Just a dude, I'm with you. Cause there's, just cause a dude. That's, what do you think is going to happen? That's questionable. What do I think happens? What do you think is going to happen? Ooh. You right back there? You okay? Oh, Tarek, dude. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that may be the best part of the whole show. Um, Too many whippets? No. I think he's gone. I think, I think Where do you think January he goes? transfer window. Do you- he leaves. He wants to go transfer, to Europe, yeah, doesn't he? Europe. Okay. I mean, I, I think when he was training with Arsenal during the offseason... And they didn't get him, or he didn't get any kind of trial anywhere, I, I, or any kind of contract. I think he came back from that experience thinking, I shouldn't be in MLS anymore, I should be in Europe. And that kind of seemed to permeate his play from the beginning of the year because he hasn't been the same kind of player he was last year. Well, and they are, and I, hate to, I keep hating to, to reference this article, but the Observer article, he makes a statement where basically he's not playing in the Olympics because of his own turnover. Yeah, you know, it's like, and I think he's kind of not been able to let go of that. It was his Olympic dream. It's he's never going to get a chance again, um, and it's kind of like he still carries that with him. He should. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it was it was lax of him to let the ball get in that situation, but you know, it happens, and and he just has to hope it doesn't define him. And Sean Johnson's players. not playing like crap. Sean Johnson was brilliant. Yeah, Sean, I, hey, I. Yes, he was. <laughs> he was beyond. Holy cow! I've said Sean Johnson for a while. Yeah, I I don't know what deal the devil Lenhart made for that goal at the end, but what a great play by Wando to chest that down. Oh God, yeah. I'm gonna throw up. Um, it was great yeah. when Lenhart put his wig on as well. Yes, that was that was <laughs> nice. The best is is the shot uh, on the <laughs> shot on the front of the MLS side is uh, Leonard with the uh, guy in the wig. I haven't seen 
Yeah. So very funny. So All Star Game, Brian, as you brought up, let's talk about that. Um, I kind of agree with what Alexi Lawless was saying uh, post game. Is that while most of the world is going to wake up and see, oh, Chelsea lost a friendly, they are going to see that the MLS won, um, as opposed to the you know the last two years of being shellacked by Man U. Yeah, but it was Chelsea. I mean, still European, European champions. champions. I mean, I don't like the MLS All-Star game as it is now. I don't think MLS can really win. And I think I said this last week. Um, but at least they, they were able to win the game. And, and it was a good game to yeah. watch as well. Yeah. It was. It was a good game to watch. Well, so the if first somehow time. you were a non-soccer fan, who have, or if you were a fan of Chelsea who happened to tune into the game, you wouldn't have been sitting there thinking that MLS was a bunch of nobodies. Right. Or a bunch of players who don't know how to play the game. And... I guess that's pretty much all you can hope for from the All-Star game. You're not going to get Chelsea fans and Liverpool fans saying, oh, fantastic, I'm going to go down and watch Columbus now. That's never going to happen. Right. Um, but I think it's that a slowly incremental... in Columbus. Well, exactly. Yeah, it's probably not a very good example, but it's a slow... Oh, pro- you know, Jeff Ballard's going to kill us. Well... Congratulations on the baby, yeah. by the way, Jeff. Trying to, oh, trying yeah. to, smooth, that, trying to smooth the uh, Columbus shot over. Good save. Um, yeah, so I think it's going to be a slow process of, of slowly turning people on to the fact that there is a domestic league because, you know, the three of us, we love the league because, and we're invested in it already, so us going around banging the drum isn't going to get too many more people involved, I don't think. We're not going to convert people to suddenly be an MLS fans, but over the process of, you know, 5, 10, 15 years, I think slowly it's going to kind of permeate into the sports consciousness. That's a good phrase for you. Um... Just just from a fan perspective, I thought it was a good game. I enjoyed watching it. It was a very good game. The first half was phenomenal to watch. A lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I still I don't like the fact that there's an inactive roster, that there are guys who are getting bonus and not getting to play. Um, That's contractual, though, isn't it? Really? It's yeah. It, it, it goes. It goes. It goes. Yeah, but I think it needs to go back to East West. I think it should be, if they're going to have one, it should be East-West. The problem with that is I think they're worried that they're going to, you know, put it somewhere and they're not going to get the people to show up. That might have been the case five or ten years ago, but I think, you know, tennis is in places like KC and LA and all the, all the other new places that have opened since we last were East-West. I think it's shown that the interest is there from people who are already fans of the league. Well, I mean, if, if, even if, I mean, for instance, let's say it's in L.A., that's going to, that's, I'm sure, certain going to be part of my bonus package for my season tickets. So you're going to get at least, you know, at least 10,000 people that are guaranteed from the Galaxy fan base. Then you're going to sell yeah. tickets. You know, it's not a bad move to go back to that format. Unless it's at Red Bull Arena, in which case you're going to get 25 people showing up from the home club. But otherwise, you know, why not? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what kind of events they have around the All-Star Game except for the All-Star Game. I know there was a, a, a media thing on the morning of the game, but one thing, and I don't like baseball, but I like the fact that they have the home run derby and they have a celebrity game and that kind of stuff. And I think they could make it more than just the one game. They could make it a week-long event, similar to what they've tried to do with the MLS, you know, with the, with the, with the MLS Cup. Um, you're shaking your head, so I'm guessing you don't agree with me. Well, not a week long. Two days, maybe. Well, day be- yeah. Okay. Day before, day of. Yeah, things yeah, other than just the, ML- the, just the All-Star game. Right. Make it an event rather than just, oh, there's a game on. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll, you know everyone will fly out there for the day and then come home the day after. I you think know, somehow, make it- some, tie in a youth tournament, tie in an over-40 tournament, tie in something that all culminates the day before the All-Star game, All-Stars are there... There's some kind of skills competition, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You so know, just something fun and throwaway almost, but something that can get people interested. Yeah, bring in Andrew Shue, bring in Alexi Lawless, bring in whatever celebrities you can garner out there to play some footy, have, have a celebrity match the night before. You know, there's, got, I, there are a lot, there's enough celebrities out there who love the game that would love to get out there and play with some old M- MLSers. But I yeah, think but Anthony LaPaglia, you go. Exactly. Yeah. Present company. Yeah, I could have I, I sworn one of the guys warming up Tottenham the other night was uh, Rivers Cuomo. It looked just like him. So who knows? Say it ain't I don't, so. I don't, I don't think it was. Uh, yeah. I don't think it, <laughs> I don't think it was, but, you know. 
could have. So let's talk about uh, a negative effect of the All Star Game. Uh, Jada Merritt, who I, I thought was brilliant, yes, um, had to turn around and play Friday night against RSL. Um, looked just completely gassed and uh, had a bad, had a weak back pass that ended up resulting in an RSL goal. If I'm Martin Rennie, I'm a little bit peeved at Jason Christ for making him play 90 minutes. Um, ben Olsen. Jason Christ. Ben They're both the same. Jason Christ. But yes. I meant, I meant right. Ben Olsen. Um, yeah, because you kind of... The longer the game went on, Demerit was having a good game, and he should have been player of the game. He should have been man of the match. And he um, should have been taken out five minutes into the second half. Yeah. Um, and when they he wasn't, it's kind of, why are you doing this? And I can't remember if there were any... RSL players playing the whole game, but I don't think I don't think there were. Um, nope. Beckerman got thirty minutes or twenty minutes. Yeah, Beckerman got thirty minutes because he came on, didn't he? So it's kind of a little bit unfair, and I think. But what didn't he have to stay on because uh, Collian got uh, uh, yeah. the facial injuries? Yeah. Well, that's yeah, true. No, they, they must have other. They must have had other defenders on the. Uh... No, nah, not many. I don't think so. No. <laughs> Fan, fans, they're, all, they're all the inactive roster. Fans don't. So fans, why are we complaining? Fans don't vote in defenders. <laughs> yeah, and but but again, th- this is often the this is often the uh, bitch about the All Star Game. Oh well, so and so had to play the whole game. Now they got to go to around three days to play again. You know, it, it's a no win situation. We go back to East West. Everybody plays. Everybody plays. Everybody plays, and then they all turn around and play three days later right. for their club. Right. It's got to happen. I mean, come on, and this is our burden for being doing well last year. Galaxy well, then these, sorry. Galaxy's sorry. coming up to another, I want to say, nine games in two weeks spell, or nine games in three weeks spell coming up here with CONCACAF and league, and league matches. I mean, it happens. You know, it's unfortunate that Demerit couldn't muscle the pass all the way back. But to blame that on the All-Star game, going in, you knew that was a possibility. It's a no-win situation. He deserves the accolades for being player of the game in that match. At the same time, he's got to step it up for his club when he goes back, retired or not. I was, I was just going to say, if you go East-West, you don't really get rid of that particular issue because no. you, know, you could have the East coach being Ben Olsen and he might play you know, five New York players the whole game knowing they play them on a Saturday. Um, but that's, that's why I said everybody yeah. plays. Everybody gets equal minutes. There's got to be a way to figure this out ahead of time. Everybody plays. There is no favoritism. There's no way to call somebody out. Everyone on the bench plays the same amount of minutes. Well, you're gonna, that means you're going to have to go with 22 players then. And bring oh, well. a whole, whole new team on at halftime. Oh, well. What's wrong with that? gets injured. No. No, I mean, I think it could work. I just, you know... It's how, how, is, how is that any worse than all these cash grab friendlies that we're playing? Oh, don't get me started on those. Starting with Real Madrid on August the 2nd for your uh, Galaxy. Yeah. Again, I hope it's all Academy kids. It better be. You know, I, I have not... I, I've gone to them. I have not approved of the friendlies since Aleko Eskandarian got knocked out of his career. I, well, I really object to, and I, I, I don't like how... MLS because MLS and SEM are pretty heavily in bed together. So all of the the World Football Challenge games they're on MLS's website. You know they're being promoted as as if they're MLS games, and they're on my MLS Live app as well, and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's because teams, they're underwritten by Herbalife, who's in with Anschutz, who still pretty much runs the league. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's it, it sh- it's not right. It's not right. Uh, and and you have teams like Columbus who play Stoke. I'm sure that was a thrilling game. But they've got these you know, teams in on their off their own back, and they're not getting any pub, any publicity through MLS. It's kind of it's a bit of a. It's a shame. shame. It's an absolute shame. But then again, you look who who thought it was a great idea to play two French teams against each other at Red Bull Arena? Who? Why? That was bad. Uh, there was like what twenty five people there. I think so. Yeah, but they said it was twenty thousand. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, like that's like the tweet I sent last night. You know, the Dynamo should fill at home at BMO Field. There's almost as many people as there are at the new Dynamo Stadium. It was pathetic. How how can you have a brand new stadium and not sell it out, even on opening day? Yeah, it's been. Um, but the thing is that they do the same thing that all MLS clubs do, and they that they declare the uh, sold tickets. 
And I think what they have is they have a lot of tickets still floating about in the secondary market through scalpers or StubHub or whatever, but because those tickets have been sold, they feel entitled to declare the attendance as the number of tickets actually sold, rather than the number of people who have actually walked through the gates. So it's pathetic when you... And I go to Red Bull Arena fairly regularly, and they'll crow about a sellout of 27,000 people, and you think it's maybe half full, if you're fortunate, and it just looks sad. And right. it just makes you think that they're making crap up, you know? Well, let's... Well, they are. I know they're not the only team to do well, it. You know, Revolution do it as let's well. Talk about, let's talk about Red Bull real quick. And let's talk about the All-Star game. I'm going to try to tie these two together. As Tim Cahill makes the move to MLS this week. Wow. Big deal. I, I'm, I'm jealous. Big deal. I'm just jealous. If they can keep him fit, and that's... You know, last year he was in and out. Um, he didn't score as many goals last season, but... He's, I think he's the player that could make them favorites for MLS Cup if he manages to stay fit for the rest of the season because he's just a really good player. That's and you'd heard speaking, you know, you'd heard utterances of them in the market or speaking to a third DP who was an attacking midfielder. I never would have predicted Cahill was the was the guy. I'd heard Raquel May was the one that I was speaking to, and well, you heard I, a few other I, names. But the most overwhelming part of it for me is how little Everton's letting him go for. Yeah. I mean that is just shocking. And then, I'm happy. I'm happy for the fans of the Red Bull. Um, I, I'm. I, this is what Tim. Is this what Tim Cahill wants? I'm ecstatic for him. I'm ecstatic for the league as a whole to get Tim Cahill. I don't understand how it happened so cheaply. Is he in the last year of his contract? And I think it was. To, I think it was to free up uh, money to uh, make the Pinar transfer from uh, from Spurs. Yeah, I don't know. And it makes anyway. sense to Everton. They don't want to sell him to another team in the Premiership, right. do they? True, because that always ends badly. For but everybody's initial reaction was, "Is this a, a is this a Landon Donovan, you know, player to be named later, kind of a trade?" Thoughts? I don't think, I don't so. think so either. I I, I, I don't think so. Um, I don't. Th- I mean, as much as Landon wants to go to Everton, as much as I believe he deserves to go, I love the guy. He's done everything he can for LA. He stepped it up this last month. He's shown he has the fire. If he wants to go to Everton, I, be, I believe wholeheartedly he deserves to go. I want to see him happy. If that's what he wants, I want to see him go. I don't think Everton has the money to convince MLS that it's the right move. I was just going to say, I don't think MLS would let him go cheaply. And Everton aren't a club with a lot of money. No. Right. You know, they're in the hole, and, and their owner is not the kind of guy to deep, dig into his pockets. I mean, he's, he's a wealthy man, but wealthy in that kind of at that kind of level, doesn't cut it. You need to be super wealthy to even think about bankrolling your football club in that division. So I don't think that MLS would let Donovan go cheaply because he's one of their marquee players. And Everton can't afford to pay the kind of money they want. Uh, let's also talk another uh, designated player on the move, Seattle trading Alvaro Fernandez to Chicago. Yeah, that was to get up uh, to get a space for Christian Tiffer, right. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so I guess they had to get rid of I think it, it could work out well for Chicago because they've been okay for most of the year. Um, but I think he'd improve them. I don't know much about this Christian Tiffert. I think he's been playing in Germany. Yes. Um, clearly he's somebody that they think, you know, because it's not just the salary and bringing him in, it's letting someone of, of Fernando Fernandez's quality go. So Seattle must be very confident that he can bring something that they don't already have. But uh, but they've also been complaining that he hasn't been performing to date this season. He's not the Fernandez that he was last year. So I mean, I don't know. I I, I think I don't know. Yeah, it's one know. of those days. I think I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I want to I want to slag Seattle as a whole, but it's not fair. Um, I, I I think their thought is we're not getting production we want out of it. It's it's kind of a. Uh, uh, on hell scenario with with LA last year, we haven't gotten what we want out of him this year. He's not performing. We don't see it turning around. Let's cut the loss there and bring someone else in. If we can dump him off on someone else and assume, then they'll assume that liability of his financial of our of our financial responsibility. Let's do that and bring in someone new and see what happens. Well, uh, looking at here, you know, first thought first as a right midfielder, uh, Chicago coach Klappas expects to move him amongst the attacking midfield options and includes Marco Papa, Patrick Nyarko, Chris Rolfe, and Alex. Does uh, either of these moves, and we're going to end on this discussion, there's a lot of stuff we should have covered and didn't cover. And, and Chris's video froze on the O-face. Yeah, I know. 
Nice. Um, out of uh, Chris and I were talking. No, it was it was Nick and I. Nick and I were going back and forth uh, a week ago, and I and I said my pick for MLS Cup would be um, uh, San Jose and Chicago. That's interesting. And uh, I'm now seeing these move, seeing the move of Cahill to New York, but then seeing Chicago counter by acquiring Fernandez. I only want to talk the East. Who comes out of the East now? Terminus Cup? Yes. New York. I think New York were a good bet even before they signed Cahill. What about last night's result in Montreal? Is that, is that something that needs to be concerned about? Um, well, no, because I think that New York are a team who are always going to be a bit streaky. If they're going to get to MLS Cup, they have to avoid the kind of performance they put in last night. Because what they do is they tend to play very well for a series of games and then put in an absolute shock of a performance like they did last night. If they can avoid that bad of a performance, I think they'll, they'll be okay. And I'm, basing, I'm basing that on... Uh, I'm basing that on... I think Chicago's defense has kind of been their quiet calling card so far. They defended very well last night. Um, you know, Johnson was great. Yeah, Johnson of, was... He was immense. Chris Rolf scored a really good goal. Um, you know, they're one of those teams that they seem to be very quiet for most of the season, and then suddenly you think, well, where the hell did they come from? Right. Um, I just, they're one of those teams that don't necessarily inspire me, but since I don't get to choose who plays them at S Cup, I guess that doesn't really matter. But if you, you know, let's say if you were to pontificate and be one of those guys that was on a podcast and you give your expert opinion. Oh, well, if I did that, expert opinion. Are you sure? That's when, like, that's um, when, that's when this goes to color bars immediately. <laughs> um, yeah, I still think New York will be okay. I, I think um, their defense has improved. I still have doubts about Holmes, and I think he's going to drop one major turd every game. Um but generally, I think they have enough firepower to outshoot most teams. And Montreal last night needed to win because they have been struggling for a while. It was good to see Devayo get a goal as well because I think he could be a really good player in the league. And there has been an influx. this way. I know the international transfer window closed Friday night. I think the MLS window closes this week in terms of trades or other moves. I thought the international window was in August, the first two weeks of August. Yeah, the international transfer, especially as it applies to premiership sites and, and English sites, doesn't close to the end of August. I thought the trade window had closed Friday. I thought the, I uh, thought there the was some sort trade. of transfer MLS transfer window went to Friday night and the trade went to this week. Our, our, I could be no, wrong. Our, trans, our transfer window coincides with the international. Okay. For two weeks oh, okay. of it. Okay. Uh, really should know this. I believe. <laughs> it, it, I'm. I'm. It. it our, our transfer. Nobody's watching, coincides. and Jeff Ballard's in his car screaming at us. So it's. That's all yeah. right. Our transfer window coincides. Columbus. Uh, and we're MLS. We can trade amongst each other for as long as we want up until the last week of the season. Okay. Pretty much. So but, I mean there's been a there's been a fairly decent influx of, of talent this week. Tiffert. There's been a huge influx of talent over the course of the right. year. And like Chris Burchill. And Chris Burchill, yes. I like that's, Chris that's for Jeff I Ballard again. I, I love I Chris, Chris Burchill. I think Chris Burchill's great. I think Jeff Ballard. I remember great. watching him play against Torquay. He scored last week as well. He did. He had a great goal. He's a great guy. I miss him here in the Galaxy. Yeah, I was upset when the Galaxy let him go. They didn't let him go. What was the deal with him? I don't know what happened he to him. He chose to go for more he, money. He, he chose. He No. His wife and child can only get six months That's visa. Right. So they were, he, they were gone oh. for more than half the season. He wanted to spend time with his kids. Wasn't he leasing? Oh, wasn't he know. leasing cars or something like that too? He for in England, yes, he was. He he went back. Uh, he wasn't getting anything that was worthwhile, and you know it didn't work out. It's unfortunate because he's a great guy. I think, you know, I think he's perfect for MLS. I don't know why he couldn't catch on the championship. If Robbie I Finley, think he was hoping to get a, virtual again. I think he was hoping to get a deal at Port Vale. He was training with them, but Port Vale have. Pretty severe financial troubles, so I right. don't think they could put anything together for him. Um, but it was very bizarre seeing him on Twitter trying to sell cars, right. considering he yeah. won MLS Cup. And I thought, and I realize we're running out of time, but I thought it was a bit sad that he wasn't invited to the White House with the rest of the team when they got all that, you know, 
fun stuff with the president and all that kind of stuff, I thought he could have been invited along since he was a part of the team. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's uh, let's look forward to next week. Are you going to be here, Mark? Yeah, I'll let's be here. Let's get your um, your contact with uh, the San Antonio yeah. Scorpions. I've, I've been working who on this that. week. Signed Jeff Cunningham, by the way. Yep. Uh, why, if okay. you're FC Dallas and you need a striker, do you not re-sign Jeff Cunningham? Because your dad is and can do anything. Well, that is very obvious. And I like using my movie trailer voice when I say that. Why in a world? Uh, in a world where Jeff Cunningham. In a world. <laughs> I think I think Hinman's going into his uh, no wax cycle, for lack um, of a better way to put well, it. I don't know what he's doing. I think he's going into a no wax cycle. I think he's going into the place where he can do no wrong. He is omnipotent in the soccer world, and whatever he's going to say is going to go. Um, I, I, know, for as, about two years, I thought his name was Shellis Hyman. Not Hyman. I used to... Anyway, move on. You want to make, make another field hockey reference with that one? That maybe tied, <laughs> No, I honestly thought his name was Hyman. I thought that was unfortunate. Tied all together. But, uh, um, so, so, yeah. So, uh, Hank... Scheller Hyman. Nice. Hank will probably be back next week. Sarah, well, I'm sure, will be on another assignment. Uh, oh, these two... Holbert. Assignment. These two knuckleheads will be here with me. I actually won't be here next week. Oh, well, then just... I'm going Are you to going to New York? Going to another Yankees game? No, I'm going to the Poconos. Oh. You taking the cats? That's, no, they're going to stay here. That's the nose he's going to poke. <laughs> See what I did there? All right. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us in the chat room. Thanks to those that download on iTunes or watch over on the website. Thanks to the good people at Geek Week, Jeff Katz, for letting us come on here and talk. Um, do I still have a... Sleeping man. Oh, you're awake? Oh, there he is. He lives. Asif Taj, everybody. Uh, you guys got anything you want to throw in before I do the plugs? Uh, uh, good. good luck at your auditions. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Mark, it's not mine, so I don't care. Hey, uh, Mark, how did that... Uh, uh, I'm still working okay. on it. Uh, that, I was in Vegas gosh. last weekend. I'm still working on it. It's yep. The facts and figures are a little bit daunting in trying to make it all fit. Oh, okay. But it'll be out soon. Awesome. I promise. And you're, and you're looking good, by the way. You're looking trim. Ah, thank you. I appreciate it. Vegas, that. by the way. Uh, Vegas was a great time. Somehow lost six pounds while I in Vegas. I don't know how I did it, but I did. It was good. It was it was phenomenal. Kids had a blast at the pool, at Circus Circus, and at the Shark Reef at Mandalay Bay. So it was fun. And you look like shit, Chris. So. I was going to say, thank <laughs> you. I, 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 look, I look trim as well. I I'm totally you. kidding. That's it. <laughs> it's the hair, isn't it? I had my hair cut, oh, and that's what it is. So sorry. I've gone for the full Bradley. Whoa! I was getting hey, yeah. Yo. You're you're look you're looking kind of scary, middle aged robot there. I'm actually officially middle aged very soon. So, well, hair, hair. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 33. So it's like a third of a century. And you want to tell him the fuck off, or you want me to do it, Mark? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right there, pal. All right, here goes the plugs. I know that. Uh, your mics are off, so you can say whatever you want. You can follow me at Twitter underscore dumb. You can follow Sarah at Hall Bird. That's probably the best chance if you want to have any communication with her. You can, <laughs> you can follow Mark at SC underscore Beaner Lights. Uh, Hank at Hisco5. Also at TMR Podcast and at AAS Soccer Pod. Is that right, Chris? Mid, uh, you can check him out at themidnightride.us. Check out Chris at Chris J. Ballard or at uh, ATL CSRN. Also, and you can check out Around the League at uh, on CSRNUSA.com. You can follow the show at Top of the Table TV. I did hear from Scamhead, by the way, our Scottish visitor. I did. I chatted with him uh, very briefly. We couldn't make it happen today, but he's very interested in coming on, so we'd love to have him back and talk uh, uh, kind of what's going on with Rangers. and his. He had some information about... Uh, his impressions and thoughts on the MLS over there as well. You can uh, follow, you can get replays of the show, anything we talk about. Uh, I'm going to be posting the most or the worst national anthem ever onto our website later. That's at topofthetable.tv. Mark, you have about two seconds to put those down. And there we go. Idle hands, my friend. Idle oh, hands. The, well, guys, you, with the 
podcast, the, the listeners can't hear what's going on in my headset as I'm reading the plugs every time. So, nor I'm just glad it was a pair of rubber sharks. Yeah, I was going to say, nor can they see the <laughs> rubber sharks being thrown around. Oh, good stuff. Um, I know. I will, the face is the scariest part of that. <laughs> Yeah, that's how. That's how. <laughs> how awesome was Mr. Bean in the opening ceremony? He was great. <laughs> I love Rowan Atkinson. Brilliant. Sorry, bro. no, I mean, no, I, I, no. I was going to say that's how Steve Irwin died, but that would be poor taste. It would be poor taste. I, have you I, not I, been around for the past? I, I have. I have a Steve Irwin death story. I'll tell you sometime. We don't have time for it. We'll now. do it off the air. Okay. I don't want to offend Jeff Ballard. Or one guy that downloads the podcast. I just okay. keep dropping his name because he sent me a tweet this week about the show. That's all. Yay, we should have him on. Yeah, Jeff, come on. There's only room for one ballad on this show. Thank you. But you're, I mean, no, but well, you're, if you're, I, if you're I have Ballard. to choose, we'll see you next week, Ballard. Jeff. Yeah. You're Ballard. Ballard. Oh. We, should have, we, should have, we should have Jeff on. He can tell us what it's like to be one of three guys inside Crew Stadium. Sorry. I think it's more than three. I was going to say, but it's like to be one of three people that watches or listens to this show. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) But we're aware of it. We know this. Yeah, we're self-aware. It's okay. No, I'm having a hard time naming the third one because we've got Nick, and then we've got Ballard. Sykes occasionally. Uh, Sykes occasionally. I know Kayla watches. We had... um, I know um, Boone watches. We had uh, uh, um, Jason Weaver earlier. Jason Weaver watches. Yeah. But yeah, but this we isn't have, people. This isn't people, people that, should, that. That's enough for a seven aside show. Almost. This isn't people. Yeah, we need a spinoff of this show. That's right. <laughs> All right, US, the USB boys are coming up later tonight here on Geek Week. If you're listening to the podcast, you missed it. It was a great show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta go see my in-laws. There's Mark in LA going to suffer through the in-laws. That's Chris in Connecticut going to. Don't even play. say anything. Just move on. Going to play. play with I was going to say play his guitar. Yeah, go with the guitar. Uh, so studying for an audition. I'm Brian. I'm gonna eat dinner. Hey, thanks for watching our show, Dick. Thanks for listening, Jeff. We'll see you next week on uh, Top of the Table, where the hosts outnumber the guests. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>